Hey, hey, welcome back to a long overdue episode of What is Past is Prologue. I'm the past. And I'm the prologue. Yeah, it's good to finally sit down with you again. I know, it's been a while. We yeah. never finished Mass Effect month. And I know. That- you know what? I still haven't finished Mass Effect 3. <sighs> You're really missing out. There's a lot of nice looking moments in that remastered edition. Whole oh, man. I uh, I'm I still am anxious to sit down and play it, but I just haven't made myself do it. I, I, I completely understand that. That's understandable completely. So uh, so what you been up to? Uh, mostly school. Nothing super crazy right now. I am pretty exhausted. We just got done with our first. Uh, a live show for an audience in our theater building with uh, actors without masks since 2020. So that oh, was that's nice. That was so nice. Uh, we got to perform for a bunch of kids, and that was pretty pretty solid. We we had a we had a good show. Uh, but now I'm tired, and oh. I'm ready for spring break. Well, um, so we last time that we were podcasting, kind of on the regular, we were talking about some Pixar and Marvel movies and decided to kind of sit down and go through our listing of Marvel movies this time, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. We figured it was a good time. You know, the new Spider-Man movie just came out, and uh, we'd been talking about doing it between ourselves for a little while now, and it's like, since Mass Effect Month can't be finished yet, we might as well move on to some other things while we wait for that. So uh, just a quick disclaimer here. We won't be including the last few of these movies in our rankings, because I haven't seen Black Widow yet. You have. Yes, I saw Black Widow. Um, you haven't seen uh, Shang-Chi, and I have. Yeah. And then neither one of us have seen Eternals, and I also have not yet seen No Way Home. It's I am anxious so to see it. good, Dad. It's <clears throat> so good. Of all the movies that I haven't seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that one is the one I'm looking most forward I to. I think you'll really like it. I, I actually went to see it twice, so I went to see it with... Uh, the fam while I was home for Christmas and then I enjoyed it so much I uh, asked one of my friends I was like hey they're showing it in IMAX up here right now you want to go see it and she was like yes I want to go see it and she'd already seen it too so we, we both saw it twice all right so um how do you want to start do you want to do um I tell you what let's so individual movie rankings is one thing but the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been really good about giving us series of movies you know cap movies and iron man movies and so um let me pick your brain and find out what let's say your favorite your top two series in the marvel cinematic universe what have they been so far oh gosh i really had to rearrange this one after seeing uh no way home because for a long time well i guess i'll say the first one because i'm pretty sure this is one we both share i do think the captain america movies have been the best overall like singular like avenger franchise i think that all of those movies have been solid enough that it's like i i'm willing to watch all of them pretty much independently of like any other marvel movie like i think of all the marvel movies we've seen we've probably seen winter soldier the most that we just like go and pick out like a marvel movie maybe barring like guardians of the galaxy or something yeah i'd buy buy that that's just that's just one we like a lot and all three of those movies were really solid i don't think like obviously we have our preferences as does everyone but i think that overall as a series that's probably the most solid uh and it was so hard picking a second one because if you'd asked me before I saw uh, No Way Home, I probably would have said The Avengers. Uh, I 
four movies. It, it is still just, yeah, it's, it's still just four for some reason. I thought there were five. <laughs> um, no, uh, probably the four Avengers movies. But I think now that I've seen, now that there are officially three Spider-Man movies, I think I have the Spider-Man movies as a whole are more solid than the four Avengers movies because really? I think Age of Ultron really brings the Avengers ones down. See, and, and actually, I, I liked Age of Ultron. So I like it. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think in comparison to uh, Infinity War, Endgame, and the first Avengers movie, it's uh, it's it's a... And I think all of the Spider-Man movies have a... I Like, in my official ranking that uh, we I won't touch on the spider-man movies as much during this particular podcast episode but i have them like basically right next to each other they're such a consistent quality of film and they're and they're and they're well made i think and they're well acted as and especially after this most recent one i think i think the spider-man movies as a whole unit of movies have topped the avengers and i like what's his nuts that took over for spider-man oh yeah tom holland's a good yeah Spider-Man. tom holland yeah yeah um, so, uh, just looking at our ranks, uh, because we ranked all 23 of these movies that we're reviewing, uh, if we went to, uh, let's see, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, I ranked it as my eighth favorite movie. You ranked it as 18th. Yeah. So we have quite a disparity we, in what yeah. we, in what we liked about that movie or yeah. didn't like about it. There were some real, there are some really high highs in Age of Ultron. I like, I really enjoyed uh, seeing like Clint's life on the farm with his family. Cause I always thought he, he's a character that needed to be utilized a bit more than he was. And having him play such a big part in that movie, I really liked. However, I don't, I think the rest of the movie is filled with enough mediocre Marvel stuff that the high highs it hits are, uh, it's not like the first Avengers movie, for example, which I will talk about later, where I think that, like, it didn't hit as many, like, the highest highs weren't necessarily higher than Ultron, but I think overall, I think the quality of the movie was better, and I think the pacing was better. And So your top two favorite series, as of right now... As of this moment... ...are Captain America and... and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Avengers is still close, but... And, and is it in that order? Uh, yes, Captain America, uh, just because I think I've got... I think as the Cap movies are better standalone movies. I think you could watch... Winter Soldier by itself and be like, yeah, that was a solid movie, even if you'd never seen the first Captain America movie. Whereas I think the Spider-Man movies rely on you to have the larger knowledge of the MCU or at least the other Spider-Man movies to really get the full picture. Yeah, I'll buy that for a dollar. Um, okay, so uh, my top two favorite series. So no surprise with Cap. Yeah. Um, that is my favorite franchise thus far inside the MCU. Um, and as of right now, uh, it was kind of hard for me to pick, um, but I did say Avengers. Um, and I think that's a cheat in two ways. First of all, I haven't seen the newest Spider-Man movie, but also um, I don't think the Avengers movies would be as good as they are without the standalone movies. So yes. I, I call it a cheat, but I think if you made me pick the strength of the movies, uh, Avengers, for me right now, not having seen No Way Home, um, is is it? Although, if everything you're telling me is true, it also may change for me because Spider-Man movies have been very high on my yeah. list. No, I I have enjoyed all of, and I liked all the old Spider-Man movies too. I, mm, yeah, yeah, it, it it, Amazing Spider-Man too, as you can 
take it or leave it. But pretty much every other Spider-Man movie, like, you think Spider-Verse, you think the original Amazing Spider-Man, you think the, the old Raimi trilogy, like, even if they weren't my favorite superhero movies, I think they all still had enough merit to them, even if some of those merits were kind of insane, that I, I still found them enjoyable. And I... I think that this new era of Spider-Man, it, it is my favorite. Again, if we're disregarding uh, Into the Spider-Verse, which I'm excited for that second movie, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that myself. Yeah, so, uh, but I think Spider-Man as a superhero, just in general, his movies have been ones I've always gravitated towards. So I, I will I will say the old uh, Maguire Spider-Man movies, um, better than the Fantastic Four movies, and that's about all I'm willing to say. Really? About them. Yeah, I, I can understand that with the third one. The third one's fucking nuts, but <laughs> <laughs> but I actually like one and two quite a bit, especially one. Uh, one I, was the best of them. Uh, uh, although I will say Octavius in the second movie was a great villain. Yeah, exactly. So, that's what I'm um, saying. Like, I think the good moments in the original trilogy really make them stand out for me. Like, even like I haven't watched the original trilogy in a long time but i still remember a lot of them just because some of the characters and some of the moments were so memorable like emo peter in three i haven't seen three since like the year it came out and or like the year after it came out and i still remember that that was a terrible 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 time (laughs) (laughs) um the three is almost what made me give up on the spider-man franchise but then when uh, MCU got a hold of it and actually did the reboot. I'm like, actually, this one's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, so, I haven't. Uh, Tom Holland is still my favorite Spider-Man. Uh, um, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion anymore. They, they, you know, they changed up Aunt May a little. They did, and I actually didn't <laughs> mind that. That well, was fine. Uh, I was fine with it. Uh, I actually, uh, I actually also really appreciated Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man's version of Aunt May. Uh, I liked the relationship she and Peter had. The when uh, he comes home all beat up and he still hands her the eggs that she asked him to go get that, that, that moment still hits me a little hard. <laughs> like it's, it's really not fair, <laughs> but I really did like uh, um, this, this new version of Aunt May is one I really jive with. Cause it kind of feels like they're going through life together. Yeah. Um, okay. So our top two favorites, very similar. How about our least favorite franchise in the MCU? Oh gosh. I, I, I know the answer, but it, it's. Uh, uh, I I I mean, the Hulk's not really. A, it's not really a franchise. I guess it, it, it's one movie, so I have to of a franchise. It's Thor. Um, Iron Man was would be closer if not for the strength of the first movie. Um, and I I appreciate the third one a lot, even though I'm aware that it's not uber high quality. Uh, but I do think the Thor movies as a whole are worse than the Iron Man movies. So the Thor is probably Thor movies are probably my least favorite of the individual franchises. All right, I will say that uh, Thor Ragnarok of 23 movies got 21st rating for me, and the Dark World got 22nd. So I will also say. Thor, although the first Thor movie is like my 11th favorite movie. Really? Yep. Uh, see, I had I probably had Ragnarok around where you would have placed the first Thor because it's I I I was fought, like I th- I do think a lot of the comedy in the first Thor like sometimes it it's it still hits even now. But I think as a whole package it it just I don't know. The villain is completely un I don't even remember what the villain was called honestly. Um I th- in the first Thor movie? In the first Thor the movie. The Destroyer? 
Is that all it was called? Uh, was it literally just the destroyer? The, the, the big suit of metal yeah, armor? Yeah, I yes, know what it was. Oh, yeah. okay, great. That, that's the most boring name for a villain in all of existence. <laughs> well, it was straight out of the comics. So. I, I mean, I believe you. <laughs> but I, I don't know, especially in comparison to all the movies that have come out after it. If you'd asked me, like, around the time of, like, the first Avengers and, like, Age of Ultron, where Thor ranked, it was probably at least mid-tier, if not high. But after all the Spider-Man movies and, like, Doctor Strange and, like, all these other great movies that have come out after it, I don't think it holds up quite as well. Yeah, and I'll even say that's probably true, but I am also um, the old comic book fan. Yeah. And I think that they could have done Thor better than they did. Um, I, I think that's probably almost a universal opinion. Oh, yeah. But. We've lost him. He's gone forever. So I think that's almost a universal opinion, but. What I think they specifically could have done better was a better story arc. I think they needed Beta Ray Bill Mm -hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, no, they, I, that's what, that's actually kind of why I liked Thor Ragnarok as much as I did, because I feel like it's like, okay, if you can't give him all the cool things that, like, or the cool villains or whatever that he had in the comics, you might as well just make the, the rest of these Thor movies, like, crazy and fun. And Taika Waititi is, like, Look at his movies, like honestly. And if you're if you're gonna keep like, because uh, I understand it's like a lot of people were a little like, uh, like the dissonance and like the tone shift from Thor: The Dark World to Ragnarok kind of threw off a lot of people. But I didn't mind it because at that point I was like, okay, he's been with this entire group of wisecracking Avengers the whole time, and you think he hasn't kind of picked up on that? That made so much sense to me. And I was like, I understand that it's kind of a drastic tone shift from his first two movies. Well, we saw how the Dark World went, and it was not well. So I'm fine with it. And I thought Ragnarok was a really fun movie, actually. And spoiler alert, we actually got to see Beta Ray Bill in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I think I, so, say, I think that was one of the Easter eggs you pointed out to yeah, me when we went to like, see the movie. Like all of the structures yeah. that had a had a picture of uh, of him on there. So, And also, uh, they bothered to bring Stormbreaker into it, which was Bill's hammer. Yeah. So, um, you know, they've changed the, the story and the narrative, but um, there's some possibility there. Um, so yeah, uh, so if I had to pick a single movie that was the worst, it has to be The Incredible Hulk. But uh, if you're saying more than one for a franchise, I'll go with Thor. Yeah, I, it, it it was a, like again, if it weren't for the strength of the first Iron Man movie, it would probably be Iron Man technically. But I I do think that Thor does eventually lose out. Yep. Uh, so uh, all right, how about your most underrated film? Okay, and I actually, honestly, after these uh, more recent ones, I don't know if it's as underrated anymore, but I'm still going to say it because I like praising it, and most people don't think it's as high on my list as it is. I love Doctor Strange. I I don't know why, though, quite honestly. Like, uh, with all the other, like, I have it above all the Spider-Man movies in my ranking right now, which is weird, and that probably won't stay there. I'm going to be completely honest with you. But I, it's one of those movies where it's like, I first off, I just think Benedict Cumberbatch is a really good actor. I I don't understand some of the hype around him. Like I don't think he's like uber attractive and all that, but I think he's a very good actor, and I think he's a very good Doctor Strange for that matter. I like him better as Doctor Strange than I did as like Sherlock, for example, when he played Sherlock. Yep. Uh, but I I don't know. I think he's just one of those characters. When I heard they were doing a movie about him, it's like I didn't read the comics like you did, but I I like knew of a lot of these characters, and his backstory had always kind of interested me. I'm like, oh cool this guy he's getting a movie he was kind of like the guardians of the galaxy where he was just 
uh, I, I wasn't expecting to like him as much as I did, and I feel like a lot of people still kind of put that movie lower in their rankings. So I, I, I as much as I enjoy it, and it's actually one I go back to quite a bit as well, so I, I tend to put it a little higher. I think the highs in that movie are really high, and some of the psychedelic, like, mind trip things that happen are really fun to watch. So he played Sherlock, and so did Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, I I liked those movies. Yeah, I actually only saw the first Robert Downey D- Jr. Sherlock movie. I don't think I saw what, what was it like League of Shadows was the second one. I think, yeah, it was something. It was a weird title like that. I think, but I think that that's probably my most underrated. And again, that might have changed since some of these newer movies have come out. People going back to Doctor Strange and being like, actually, but uh, I definitely for a while at least I don't think it was very high on a lot of people's tier lists. So um, it it would be easy for me to say. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's not an underrated movie anymore. People have seen it and they loved it. Yeah. And it's gotten some accolades, so it's not really underrated. Um, I think when it first came out, it was a surprise to people, oh, certainly yeah, to absolutely. me. Um, but um, I'm going to say the Ant- the first Ant Man movie. Yes, that's a that was that was my second answer after Doctor Strange. But uh, I actually really enjoy the first Ant Man, which is why uh, Ant Man and the Wasp disappointed me a little bit. There were a lot of funny moments, but I don't. Yeah. They didn't hit the emotional beats. I thought the first one did. The the first one I thought was really well done. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they portrayed him as you know the con and you know having the family troubles and all that kind of thing and yet he's still out doing the hero gig and um it's uh so i i enjoyed that quite a bit and i don't think that it gets a whole lot of attention no i i think it does a little i it did a little bit more after the second one came out because people i think a lot of people were were really debating on which one was actually better uh spoiler it is the first one uh if for some reason you haven't seen both ant-man movies but uh I, 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 there is, there's, I don't know. It's one of those movies where I, it's hard for me to explain what about it makes it so good because in comparison to some of the other Marvel movies, it's so, it's such a small story and a lot of the other ones deal with like bigger and more like world changing issues and Ant-Man is just like, oh. Like local. Yeah. (laughs) Saving your neighborhood kind of guy. Yeah. Kind of Daredevil-esque. Yeah, a little bit. And the Daredevil is still the best of the Marvel like Netflix shows, by the way. Oh, love Daredevil. Easily. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Okay, so um, next one we're going to talk about, how about a, um, a film you didn't expect to like as much as you did? Okay, um... You mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy, so I won't really talk about that one because that's like the basic one. Like nobody expected Guardians of the Galaxy to be as good as it was. I I wanted it to be. I so wanted it because I read Guardians of the Galaxy and I'm like, when I went to it, I'm just like, they're going to screw this up so bad. And then I walked out with this huge smile on my face. It was a good movie. Um, Um, Because there was a million ways they could have screwed it completely up. And uh, yeah, so, okay, go ahead. So what... What movie or movies? Um, I think uh, it was between two for me, and I had a really hard time picking this one because, again, I was like, we, we could talk about Guardians of the Galaxy all day. But um, I think, actually, it was Iron Man 3 because you will definitely remember this. For a while, especially after I first saw Iron Man 3, I was convinced it was better than the first Iron Man. It's not, by the way. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> like, I I was so convinced. I was like, wow, they're like... 
they they really did something a little bit different with this movie. Like they actually addressed it's like, hey, maybe shooting yourself in a giant missile into a hole in the sky there where you could be stuck forever might leave you with some lingering trauma and you know, you know, things that will actually fuck up your life. So, I don't know. I I still really applaud the movie for doing that because I think it uh, ushered in like it's like, hey, these are superheroes and they deal with like life changing and terrible things on a regular basis. And I, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of really underrated like subtleties and nuances in that movie that I feel like a lot of people still don't see because I'll admit of the movies, it is still technically more in the mediocre to bad range. But the, the, I don't know. I, I still find myself going back to it and finding more to enjoy about it. So, and I will just to add to what you're saying, just so you know, uh, Iron Man, the comic book was the first comic book that really dealt with alcoholism. Yeah. And I mean, on a like serious level. Yeah. Uh, because Tony Stark was a raging alcoholic. Which surprises no one. Right. And so um, it was, it's interesting that you bring that up about one of his movies because the book was groundbreaking as well. Yeah. And, uh, and the second movie did deal a lot with his alcoholism. However, the rest of the plot was kind of not great, which is why I was so surprised that when this one dealt with more of the nuances of the bad things happening in his brain, like they, I felt like they did it. Respectfully is not necessarily the right word, but just they handled it better somehow. I I really pronounced that H there. I don't know what the (laughs) hell happened there, but I I don't know, especially after the disappointment of Iron Man two, I was not expecting that much out of three, even though I still loved Robert Downey Jr. As Iron Man. And I got a lot more out of it than I was anticipating. And I still do, even though it it's nowhere near the level of the first one past me was a liar. So you're, so so you're saying Iron Man three. Yeah, that's, that's definitely my answer for this. Okay. Well, that's fair. Um, uh, for myself, um, it's, it's not a single movie. It was a single movie, but the two Spider-Man movies I have seen. So here's why I was not expecting greatness because I hadn't seen it out of the Sony Spider-Man movies. Mm. And I was just like, I don't think that it's going to be done well because it's been done so badly in the past. Yeah. And so I did not expect, I mean, I expected improvement. I didn't expect the level, the level of, of improvement yep. that yep. that was shown when it came over to the MCU. No, I, I 100% agree. And after you, again, after you see No Way Home, I think you're going to have even more, like, things to yell about about this new Spider-Man. But I 100% agree because, like, I was, I was very much in the camp of people who were worried, like, they just rebooted, like, just rebooted Spider-Man. Because, like, the first Homecoming movie came out in 2016. That's two years after the Amazing Spider-Man series got dropped. So that's, and, like, obviously it's like, yes, we saw him in Captain America Civil War as well before this, but that was still, it's like, okay, they brought Spider-Man into this series somehow, even though Sony kind of had the stranglehold on him for a while. And I, I don't know. I I wasn't expecting them to be bad, but like you said, uh, espe- actually Homecoming uh, was the one that, even though I think it's probably my least favorite of the three now, that doesn't like put it like there again. Like I said before, there's such a consistent quality about them. I think that uh, there are moments in like each of them that not only make the other MCU movies better, but make the trilogy as a whole more solid. And that's that's not something I really expected to get out of these movies. I fully expected them to just kind of be supplementary to the MCU, but they tell nice little stories on their own. So, you know, I have rated Homecoming and um, the uh, Far From Home 6 and 7. Yeah. 
uh, in my because I enjoyed them so much, and I was completely floored yeah. that that was the case. So in my official ranking, including the new movie, they are 9, 10, 11. They are right there. And honestly, they'll probably surpass Doctor Strange, and they probably already are, but I just I, I just have a fondness for Doctor Strange. I don't think I'll put them above Infinity War, but, the, but even if that's true, it's like they'll be 8, 9, 10. They're right there. And I they're just such solid films, so I totally agree with you, like... I don't know if I wasn't expecting to, because after Civil War, I was like, I think they could do this okay. But uh, no, I they're they're very very good movies. I approve of them immensely. All right, so uh, why don't we talk about then our uh, we we've kind of talked about franchises and that sort of thing. So why don't we talk about our top five individual movies? Okay, so we'll we'll start at five and work our way up. Then. Okay, so your number five. My number five actually probably changed because i feel like we talked about our top five marvel movies like in passing when yeah, we, we talked about movies before so it's always going to change as new movies come out everything's yeah. going to jumble right yeah. so. I, but my top five <laughs> only one has changed so the rest of my order remains mostly the same uh but five since the last time we made a video or a video a podcast about this uh my number five is now avengers endgame uh, it was, it's, it was very close between, cause first Avenger used to be my five. So the rest of my four are still the same. So if anyone remembers what they are, Hey, you'll know. But, uh, no Avengers Endgame was one of those movies where it's like, that's three hours a movie. That's a lot to sit through. And I went and saw that movie in the theater three times. Like that was over nine hours. I spent in a movie theater with those movies. And it, I don't know. Like I, some of the moment, like the way they futz around with time travel, I'm just like, eh, that's always kind of hit or miss. But it's like, you know what? These movies have earned it. Like I was so ready for all the mo- all the moments that happened in this video. One of the reviewers I watched said it best. It's it's a seven out of ten movie with an eleven out of a bunch of eleven out of ten scenes. Like, and I I, I totally agree with that sentiment because it, it I don't think it'll ever be my favorite. And there may even be movies in the future, like, or maybe I'll like reevaluate my list someday and like the Spider-Man movies will pass it or something. But there's some really just, and it doesn't even feel fan servicey at that point to me because it's just like, wow, no, you like really built up to this. Like you really earned this in game. Like this, it, it makes me so happy, <laughs> like irrationally happy that movie does. So, so. Uh, my official ranking as of right now on Avengers Endgame is 11. Yeah, that, uh, and that's fair. Of, like, the, of the 23 movies that we are actually yeah. reviewing, it's uh, it's number 11. No, that's – so actually, and a good reason to talk about Avengers Endgame right now is because I would understand if you put it almost anywhere in a ranking because if you're not into – uh, like some of the mediocrity in between the highs of this movie, you're not going to have as good a time with it as someone like I did. Like it, it's just, it's just not going to happen. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Cause I think it's still a solid movie either way. The only ones I like that, the only ones I don't completely understand the people who just absolutely loathe it. I'm just uh, like, I don't know. I think there's just too much to enjoy in it to even like, even the choices you didn't like, if you didn't agree with like, how Tony or Cap's ends came about, like I, I don't even care, man. I <laughs> I was I was all about all of that, honestly. I had a really good time with it. Okay, so my number five is the first Avengers movie. Yeah, um, that's that's and a good spot for it. So um, there, I, I know that you're over the moon for the first um, for the first one, and I I think it was of the Avengers movies. I think it was uh, the most solid of mm-hmm. them. 
Um, were I mean, could you could you argue that others had better fight scenes or or those eleven out of ten scenes? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was the first one, right? It was yeah. the first go at getting the whole team together and you know and doing stuff. Yeah, I think Joss Whedon did a good job. Uh, and, uh, certainly, uh, but, uh, but once again, I have trouble ranking these movies as high as maybe they even deserve Oh yeah, because sure. of my, uh, you know, if it weren't for the supporting movies, these movies wouldn't be what they are. And that's why these movies are so powerful, uh, that, because it's like, wow, if you've, if you're like me and you've grown up with these movies, like the first one came out when, if we're not inc- including the Incredible Hulk, who I was too young to see when it first came out, like... I saw the first Iron Man movie pretty much the year it came out. Like, I was seven years old when that movie came out. So I was probably, what, eight, maybe nine when I watched it. But I watched most of these as they came out. So these are movies I grew up with. So I I completely understand. It's like someone going back and watching them now. It's like, in the order they were released, they might not have as much, like, nostalgic fondness for them. And that that uh, influences a lot of this ranking, by the way. absolutely. Uh, Because I did have that privilege of growing up with these movies, and that's why movies like Endgame are so high, because I feel they earned it over those years. But someone who just goes through and watches them now might feel very differently. All right, so let's talk about your number four. Uh, Four for me is, uh, we've talked about it a little bit already, Captain America Winter Soldier, which is the best Captain America movie Yes. Uh, First Avengers still is my second favorite. Uh, that might be a controversial opinion. I feel like some people like Civil War better, but I think First Avengers uh, fair shake better than Civil War. Um, but Winter Soldier uh, is a really good film to talk about when talking about Marvel because, like I mentioned before when we were talking about our favorite series, I think of all of the Marvel movies out there, it's one of the ones that's best at standing alone. Oh, yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, if not the best. And uh, I, you could probably make an argument for a couple of others. I think but... that if you've never seen another single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, you could sit down and watch Winter Soldier and walk out going, that was a good movie. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel that way about this uh, first Avenger, too, and I don't feel that way about Civil War. Um, no, definitely, definitely not. not. But I feel that way about both first Cap movies, and uh, uh, and not even just the not even just that it's good at standing alone. That alone would be enough to like give it praise. But it's just it's such a solid film because Captain America in the first Captain America movie, he spends all of his like time back in like you know when he was actually born, and this is the first like non Avengers movie after he's been out of the ice. So you get to see him having to rearrange his principles and his, like, and just how he has to react to things around the new world that he has found himself thrust into. And it's really fascinating to watch because, you know, if he was anyone other than Captain America, it would not be as interesting. But even if you've never seen another Captain American movie, it's still a compelling story and it doesn't matter. So I, I, I have a lot of respect for Winter Soldier as a film. Uh, even if it's not uh, in my in my top three, it's still uh, even just as a movie, like you said, it's it's very well done. So my number four is Captain America: The First Avenger. Uh, mine's at six. It was uh, right there. Um, it, was, it was five, but so um, yeah, what so, a good movie. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. Uh, and part of it's what you were just saying. They they left him back in you know his era, and you got to see him actually become the super soldier and, and uh, the relationships that he formed back then, which in my mind 
made it that much more powerful when he had those ripped away yes, from him. Yes, absolutely. So um, that was, uh, I think that they did a, uh, again, Captain America is my favorite franchise uh, so far because I haven't seen the other Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, I I just have to say that, um, you know, when uh, the last one that they did um, was Civil War, um, that is by far and away my least favorite of the three. Same. But it's still good. Yes. It's still so good. So that one is the lowest in my rankings at 13. And mine's at 12, so, uh, so, or, so. Or diff, it's different in your ranking. But overall, still, it's 12. Like, that's so, that's a good ranking for it. Um, but, yeah, so uh, the first Avenger um, did so many things well. Um, showed uh, that, you know, the Asgardians and all that were, were around even back then. And, yeah. You know, just kind of, it really added a lot of flavor to the overall universe without making it uh, cosmic in scope. Yes, and, and it didn't need to. And that's the whole point of Captain America, which is why that first movie works so well. Now, I 100% agree with you. Like I said, it wasn't my top five. Endgame just barely edged it out. It's such a good movie. All right, so you're to number three. Uh, I think we might actually share this one. I feel like this we hasn't. We are both to number three. I was gonna say. I, I feel like this hasn't changed from the last time we talked about it. The first Iron Man movie is yep. my number three, and it is still such a good. And this is another one, actually. I think could stand alone. It's very similar to Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is a better standalone film than Iron Man. But if this is the only Marvel movie you ever watch. I would almost say just watch the first Iron Man over just watch any of these other movies because I I don't like even as a small child I like I was able to comprehend that like this is a good film these are charming actors they've got to play these people like this is a compelling superhero story and it's also easily the best origin story yes by far of all the ones we've gotten in the MCU it's it's like from the very first moment you see tony stark on screen you know exactly what kind of asshole he is yes and and let, and let, let me just say robert downey jr probably does not have to act no. in order to play tony stark perfect. He, perfect it was a perfect casting move and i love him in these movies yes yeah he, i am so glad he was the iron man that we got for our marvel cinematic years i'm happy chris evans with the captain america we got another like, great another great choice. like could you have picked two better people to head the MCU? I don't think so. It would have, I mean, maybe, but it would have been a tough race. Uh, no, I, the first Iron Man movie, if you have not seen it in a while, that's going to be my official recommend to go rewatch right now. And, and also, uh, like you said, if you want an introduction to the MCU, you've never seen any of the movies, you don't know a thing about superheroes or anything like that. This is a compelling origin story. Yeah. And it's um, it's a way to it's definitely your gateway drug. Yeah, and and again, even if you're like I only like if you're like I'm not really a Marvel fan, you but you, if you give me one to watch, I will watch it. I would absolutely recommend this over any of the others. So yeah, I I, I was like I'm pretty sure we're the same on this. Yeah, one. we are. <laughs> it's just such, it's just such a good. Movie. <laughs> All right, so let's do your number two then. Uh, my number two is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Probably unsurprisingly, uh, it. It, it teetered towards being number one for a while, but I just couldn't do it. Uh, obviously, the soundtrack, phenomenal. We love the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy in this house. I, I actually have it on vinyl, uh, which, uh, yes, hi, I own a record player that I don't <laughs> use that often because I'm in college right now. But, uh, no, it's... they. 
Well, I'm not sure that, like, it's like, I love Chris Pratt in these movies. It's like, you, you can put him in a few fewer things nowadays. Same thing with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. It's like, they're good actors. You don't need to throw them in everything. In these movies, he's perfect. Yes. I love Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. And I love that all of these characters, like, even in this movie, you can tell, just have such good chemistry with each other. They are snapping lines off each other, and it does not feel forced. And even though the villain is so forgettable in this movie, or the secondary villains, like Nebula, who becomes, you know, a bigger part to play later on, are are really memorable, and the relationships they have with each other. And this is kind of what I liked where I was talking about Iron Man 3 earlier, where, like, some of these more, like, deep-seated emotional issues were starting to be set up at that point in the MCU. And I think that that came into play really well in this movie. Because while they weren't as deeply explored, that left the gateway open for them to kind of be hinted at here. And then when you get around to movies like Guardians 2 and the Avengers movies where they appear, like, they really start to come out full force. And it's like, oh, hey, I remember when you mentioned this traumatic thing that happened to you. I remember it's like, hey, your dad is the one who's ending all creation. And this is why it's like you've got a complicated relationship with him and your sister. And I feel like so many good things were set up in this movie. But even if you didn't know that, you would just have such a fun time with it. That's and, and that's my thing. This movie was so much fun. Yes, it is it is the fun Marvel movie. It knew not to take itself seriously. Yeah. If it had tried to do that, it would have fallen square on its face. Yes. And, and so even though there was a serious undercurrent, you know, with Ronan the Accuser, and he's out to destroy planets and all this sort of thing, okay, so great. But he's being met by Star-Lord and company <laughs> who are, you know completely off the wall goofballs you know uh misfits however you want to label them they don't even really like each other all that much in this first movie they're just like "Eh." and and that's that's even a little bit of a continuing theme but yeah yeah, um yeah it was like i said such a great surprise because i loved the comic book and went into this going oh i've got to go see it like i need to go see a train wreck yeah (laughs) I, i even though I know it's going to be horrible, I got to see it. Yeah. And then I walked out going, holy crap, that was a good movie. What the heck happened? That's one we, that's it. Maybe more than Winter Soldier. We replay that movie all the time. Oh, it's so, it's good. so funny. Um, uh, well, then uh, I don't think Guardians is your number two, though. So tell us your number two. My number two is Winter Soldier. Yeah. So yet another yeah. Captain America movie uh, in my top five. And. Uh, which again tells you why Cap's my favorite franchise, and um, just uh, you know we we already kind of discussed this at length, but um, there were so many great developments in that movie. Like you said, Cap's first solo movie out of the ice, and you know he did Avengers, but now he's uh, and and okay. So here's what really clicked for me with this movie: I absolutely loved the dynamic between him and black widow in this film don't know why the mcu decided to force the relationship between black widow and hulk when obviously captain america was was like they just jived it was so good and even if they never because i was actually pretty happy with like cap's end and in game i know a lot of people weren't but uh even if, the, even if he and Black Widow had never gotten together, 
I wanted them to kiss one more time before the series was over. <laughs> like, I would have been fine if they were just mostly, like, if they were just friends who kind of had, like, this sexual attraction to each other and never really did anything about it. That would have been fine. But I definitely wanted them to kiss one more time. I, I had, <laughs> that was one of the big things. Kiss that, and mean it. Yeah. Because the first yeah. one was just like, kiss me because this is a distraction. Yeah, no, we I wanted them to away. kiss and mean it just once. Uh, and that that was one of the reasons Age of Ultron is such a big step down for me is because I did not care for their relationship being forced whatsoever. I, I just didn't get that yeah. at all. I yeah. mean, I knew it was a device to kind of calm Hulk down, and I can't, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it could have done that a different way. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, just uh, such a great movie, great dynamic between Black Widow and, and yeah. Captain America. And um, so... Yeah, number two on my list. Yeah, that's, so that's a solid movie. Let's do our number ones. Uh, my number one, as we have definitely hinted, almost outright said, is the first Avengers. It is like you, like you said. I I don't know if it necessarily has the eleven out of ten moments that Endgame has, but as a whole package, it is the most consistently good of all the Avengers movies, and I think that if it had happened even after, like, for example, uh, I believe the next movie after that was Iron Man 3. And if it had happened even after Iron Man 3, I don't know if I would have liked it as much. It was perfectly placed. You had the perfect amount of setup with all the main cast. Some of the side characters, and obviously the villain, they were pretty underdeveloped at that point. But you didn't care because you're just like, oh, wow, all these cool people from these other cool movies are doing, like, the big thing, and they did it so well. And also, the score and the soundtrack from this movie, solid, excellent. Yep, um, I agree with that. I approve. And, and you're right, placement in, uh, in the, uh, was it phase one? Or this was the end of phase yeah, one. Yeah, so um, this, it was perfect because uh, Iron Man had obviously introduced you to Iron Man and... Uh, then um, and the Hulk to that Avenger, Iron Man two had introduced us to Black Widow. Yes, and then Thor had introduced us to Thor and Hawkeye. Yes, and then Captain America, the first Avenger, and then here is the Avengers with all of those people in it. Yes, and don't have to worry about Falcon or any of these others no. that came later. This is this a, is your core your, cast. your point in time. Yes, and it was perfect for. It was exactly what I wanted out of an Avengers movie that was a team-up of all. Does it have problems? Sure. Uh, do, do some of the scenes probably not hold up as well after some of the later movies that came? Absolutely. But, oh my God, what a fun time. For Top me. five comedic moment in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe was in the Avengers. When Loki is berating Hulk, <laughs> and Hulk just grabs him and starts like wanging him on the ground bam 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 it walks away puny god there's a lot of good comic <laughs> moments in the avengers like doth mother know you weareth her drapes when he meets thor oh my god robert downey jr how dare you <laughs> um so all right so and my number one is guardians of the galaxy yeah, but that did not surprise i probably would have known that even if i hadn't like known known it beforehand but um, um and and I will say that if I were if I were being objective, that there are better. I think Winter Soldier is a better movie. Oh, I think so too. However, for my own nostalgia, for my own, and for my own expectations, yeah. walking in there thinking, "Oh man, this is going to be so terrible," 
and walking out going, holy crap, that was so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is my number one uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe because I feel like it was a, a gift just for me that they decided to do a fairly obscure comic yeah, book and do it really, popular. really well. Um, you mentioned this earlier, you know, how good the casting for Robert Downey Jr. was as Iron Man, that sort of thing. I think by and large, they have done a good job of casting across most of their movies. I agree. I The only movie I can think of where I was like, eh, maybe they could have gotten somebody else was uh ironically also in the ant-man movies i i don't i don't know i feel like they maybe could have done a little bit better of a job with wasp i'm still not super into her as a character mm-hmm. but at, even at this point it's like the ant-man movies still aren't my, like my favorite so I, I it's not really any real qualm i have but of like the quote-unquote like main people who you follow in movies i think she's still my least favorite. i think some of the i think some of the movies um you know they could have I have individual actors or actresses that I'm like, eh, yeah. maybe someone else there. But overall, yeah, overall, I think that they've done a really good job of casting. Yeah, and so I, I'm I'm not going to dwell on um, Guardians because I could gush about it for a long time. But yeah, um, also uh, you know, great comedic moments. Oh, of course, yeah. so and, funny. Yes, I need that guy's leg. <laughs> <laughs> And I need that guy's eye. No, you don't. They <laughs> don't. No, no, I do. I, I really. It's I really it. important to me. Uh, yeah, uh, Rocket was uh, very well done. So, uh, and I and I love um, uh, Drax when he was. You yes. know, it's like nothing goes over my head. <laughs> my reflexes <laughs> are too fast. I would catch it. Catch it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just uh, uh, some really good stuff. So, um, all right. Well, that's. Um, yeah, I, I'm I, out of movies. Yeah, I was just say I, I don't have any other particular uh, bones to pick with any of these movies. Obviously, like we said, The Incredible Hulk is the least good. But yeah, and so. I'm so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and just say it wasn't the least good. It was bad. Yeah, that that, that, that you know what? That's fair. That's fair too. Um, you know, we we try to put you know, a lot of the things that we talk about. Say, you know, when we were talking about Mass Effect, you know, we had favorite. You know, this was my favorite my favorite Mass Effect game. Yeah. This was my least favorite. That is an accurate way to describe it because none of them were bad. Yeah, they were all good, and this was just our least favorite. Hulk was bad. Yeah, that's fair, and I understand a lot of people are getting really sick of the Marvel movies being churned out. But honestly, it's like for such a consistent level of quality. I, I tend not to, like, even if I don't see them all when they come out now, like, I missed uh, Eternals and, because, uh, well, I missed Eternals because French Dispatch came out the same weekend, and that was my birthday weekend, and I'm like, I'm going to go see the new Wes Anderson movie, sorry, Eternals, <laughs> but, uh, and then I missed Shang-Chi, but that's because of school, like, I still intend to see them at some point, yeah. like, I'm not expecting them to be god-awful, although I heard Eternals was a very hit-or-miss movie. Yeah, um... I, you know, I... Oh, actually, I do have a bone to pick with that. So here's what I think you should have done with the Eternals. And this is this is probably not even a hot take. I don't know if other people on the internet are saying this, but if they're not, they should be. With all of the TV shows Marvel is doing, 
why on earth would you not have started Eternals as one of your TV series and that. then made a movie about yes. the Eternals? Because then people would have a reason to be invested in all this backstory and lore you tried to make us care about in the movie that we had no basis for and we no could, reason to have, care about. We could have had a long, long time yes. in the series to catch up yes, on all this stuff and then know it at the movie. It's 100%. Eight, yes. eight or ten hours, however many episodes you wanted to have of Eternals content that we could have had beforehand and you could have had time to explain all this and instead you decided to do it in a movie when in a, on an already very well established universe with very well established groups of people and I don't understand that. Yeah, that's I'm, my, there you go that's my other bone to pick. Okay, that, I, I, found, I found one. So, Alright. Uh, so anything else to hit me with? Uh, no, I, that, that was the big one honestly. Well, um, we have been way too long uh, putting this one out. Yeah, I, I, was so, saying, I hope we're closer on the next one. It's been almost a year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but how about this? Uh, I mean, you're going to be done with school near the end of April, right? Yeah, so, and I've got a spring break coming up soon, too. So we'll, def- we'll try to get one out during spring break, but if not, then we'll definitely hit, start hitting it again after school. That's uh, fine by me. So, uh, well, until we meet again i am the past and i am the prologue and we appreciate all of our listeners for tuning in we'll talk to you later see you next time